fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. He turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. I'm saying that you cannot say that numbers collected at the employer's place of business reflect simply the employer's policies. Those, num those numbers reflect underlying conditions in the whole society, just as numbers collected at the hospital do not show you that people are sick because they're in the hospital. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're tuning in to The Unveiled Patriot with yours truly, Travis Masterbone, and this is combo number 23 with the return of Luna Lopez. How's it going, Luna? Hey, it's going great. How are you? Yeah, glad to see that you would be coming back here. I think we had a good convo last time. We did. I enjoyed it. I like this this style podcast. It's this, for it's down more, to earth. More yeah. laid laid back and down to earth, right? Yeah. And so you said you just got back from driving. What exactly were you doing? Um, well, I mean, I guess first, you know, tell people who you were if they didn't see the last episode briefly, and then go ahead and talk about a little bit of what you got back from and what you've been doing lately and the good news. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I'm Luna Lopez. I am running for Congress in Florida's newly formed 5th District. I think the last time we talked was the 4th District. Mm -hmm. um, district changed a bit in a very significant way. Uh, it got smaller. Yay. Less Our, ours did too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always a plus for marketing. Um, but they added in the east side of Jacksonville inside the, you know, inside the bypass and um, you know, and the like northeast part of Duval. So we got a little bit. So we're not ruby red anymore. We're pink, um, which means we took on a dense population of Democrats. But that's okay. That's great for me because that uh, voter uh, demographic is black. So or half black, and um, so that's that's good for me because the incumbent is uh, a former cop, <laughs> and in today's day and age, you know, they don't trust cops. So. You know, I was welcomed the change because I know how to talk to, you know, I lived in the hood in my 20s, so I know how to talk to to, to people with those kind of struggles. Um, and uh, yeah, so my website's lunalopezforcongress.com. If you want to do some research on me, please do. I'm a staunch constitutionalist, like very, very limited government. I'm not so far over that I'm an anarchist, but, you know, I just believe that the government just needs to stay out of our private life and out of our personal business as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like the constitution is the only document we really need to keep things fair. I mean, fair is fair, whether you like it or not. So, um, that's, that's what I stand for. And, uh, so the good news today, I drove to Tallahassee to the Capitol and I turned in my qualifying documents and everything the clerk you know they they do a little bit of research right there at the desk when you're there and so everything looks good you know just got to make sure the fun's clear and a little bit more digging you know because i'm using a nickname um so and he goes if anything's wrong you'll hear from us by monday but if you don't hear from us you're good but i think everything's going to be fine and yep 
I'm going down in the history books. I'm on the ballot. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you uh, the first in your family to get involved in politics? I am in a very long time. My, interestingly, my great, I mean, my grandfather's uncle. So that would be, I guess my great, great uncle um, was the vice president of the United States, actually, for Franklin Roosevelt. His name is John Nance Garner. You didn't mention uh, that last time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to mention it because he was a staunch Democrat and a hardcore racist. <laughs> <laughs> Not best um, on the resume. Yeah, and I don't like to mention it because I don't want anybody to think that I have like aspirations to be like a career politician or like famous or anything like that. Um, so I really try to keep step separate mm. from it. You're the only, you're the first person that's asked me, so you got the info. <laughs> right on. <laughs> He, he was right about one thing back back then um he said actually when i was in eighth grade there was one small little paragraph in social studies about him he's originally he's from texas mm, um that's what i'm reading yeah he he said that our government wasn't worth a bucket of spit um so <laughs> I, I i kind of relate to that one little paragraph they gave him because right now i think our government is is shit so um you know he was right about that at least <laughs> yeah i mean there's plenty to get into i mean especially nowadays i went on vacation to mexico and sorry if my voice is a little congested uh but i got back and even when i was in mexico i can't avoid kind of looking at my phone every now and then and seeing the craziness uh it just always seems to continue um and, and we uh i wanted to get into gun control today i got a lot of episodes that i'm going to do on my own getting into it but you said you wanted to bring some of the smoke so let's bring it um yeah. but last year 10,197 deaths in the u.s caused by drunk drivers Speaker Pelosi and the House Democrats plan to end this DUI problem by fast-tracking legislation to ban driving. Now. What? Yeah. <laughs> so now, does gun control work? This was always the question that, you know, I never really thought about it before the podcast and especially with all the tragic events that occurred from Uvalde and the Buffalo shooting, but it made me want to dig deeper. And the more I dig, the more I uncover the bullshit. Uh, and it always seems to be proliferating from the left or rhinos, right? Um, so, I mean, I guess the first things first is, um, you know, this bill that they passed, H.R. 7910. Mm -hmm. It infringes on our Second Amendment, correct? Very heavily, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's called the Protecting Our Kids Act. And so I guess we'll get into the meat and potatoes, but uh, just based off of that bill alone, what are some of the main takeaways from this bill? And more importantly, does this legislation solve the problem that they are saying it, it will solve? Oh, absolutely not. Of course. I think I think a lot of the I mean, average population kind of already knows that. And so when you bring up a lot of these logical points, it really seems to kind of get you nowhere. Um, I'd love to talk about some of the logic, but I'd also like to talk about how to get around that because we're not fighting like a logical war here. Logic has nothing to do with how to beat the left. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, so I my degree is in psychology, and uh, the second my 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 undergrad is, and I this last two years I took forensic psychology. Okay, well, why this is important is because we with forensic psychology you study a lot of obviously um, crime because. Um, when you're in, when you're a forensic psychologist, you you basically are working in the courtroom, um, advising the court on if this person was sane at the time of the crime, etc. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you have to study a lot of statistics, <laughs> and those pesky statistics. Yeah. So statistically, like when I look here at this point about um, where did it go? Uh, about if it solves the problem you know a lot of the areas where you see a lot of gun crime there's the core issue why the crime is so high in those areas is is an economic problem and where there's an economic problem you have a psychological problem because when you're poor you're under a lot of stress not just financially but emotionally as well i mean there's a lot of low self-esteem there's a lot of bad problem solving um you know so we always hear it's not the gun it's the person we always hear it's the mental issues but what mental issues are they what mental issues are they mm-hmm. but i just point out that in the course of of my academic career i learned that school shootings are less than three percent of all gun crime mm-hmm. so is it truly a problem if we're going off numbers it's one of the minor problems in gun gun crime it's horrific because it involves children and it involves a mass of people but the frequency of it is much less and the highest crime we have involving murders in the united states is done by knife and fist and it's done by lovers so then you break that down murder against strangers is extremely rare so they're using a small statistical demographic of tragedies to prey upon the emotions of the democrat base because um the democrat base is usually younger or maybe when you know if they're older they probably were kind of like the 60s you know free love type people um there's nothing wrong with that but they're what i'm saying is they're emotional people so in order to further this you know globalized government and this globalized authority system you've got to get people emotionally invested into it and so an emotional investment, we learn this when we're studying cult tactics, you prey upon their fear first. Um, So do I think it's the solution to the problem? Absolutely not. I think the solution to the problem is um, number one, getting rid of the Democrat system. Actually, we should get rid of the two party system altogether. Um, But then tackling the economic problem because when people are not burdened down out of all developed countries in in the in the world 
we have the highest poverty rate. So if, when you have, if we tackle the economic issue, the psychological state of these people is going to improve because one, the stress levels are down. They're less inclined to bully each other in school. Um, they're making better grades, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I kind of have the part of me that really, you know, I'm real careful with conspiracy theories, real careful because there is a lot of BS, but there is a lot of. There always has been. Right. Of course, because some, some people get, they're so desperate for the rescue of the, of the world that they really kind of want to believe so badly in something that's just not, you know, real. But there is truth. There's, there are a lot of Easter eggs that are left behind. And what I can say is when looking at these situations, like, okay, the math doesn't add up. Why are they making such a big deal about, you know, high capacity mags and et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We know that that's not the problem. Um, there has to be a reason. And when you, 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 you have to look at all evidence, even if it makes you uncomfortable, even if it hurts, even if it challenges your conditioned beliefs. And where you find the truth is, my dad told me something growing up. He said, the truth never contradicts itself. A lie always does. So that's how I navigate the conspiracy theories and the blatant lies that are told to us. But part of me really believes that the timing of these school shootings every decade, every, they seem to have gone up through the last couple of years. The timing is always very interesting to me. Yeah. And we don't even have to go off the deep end there. I mean, if we just look at the spectrum on our founding, how we've had guns for this amount of time, mass shootings are right here, right? So what what is what the problem is to me and i think you're hitting the point on the head with you know getting into the root cause of it right and when we say poverty it's very specific areas which just happen to be ran by the democrats as well um but again it's always we need to do more we need to do more right more government more government and i look at some of these things from this hr 7910 protecting our kids act and so moving this age to 21, as if this kid uh, couldn't possibly get a hold of a gun and still commit the same atrocities, right? Or that even if he waited to, till 21, does this really solve the problem? But then no one ever considers, what if it happens again, right? I thought these were the things that were supposed to pre protect our kids, but if it happens again, we see the same boiling frog effect. And it's just crazy. The anomalies are always extrapolated on to mm -hmm. uh, keep, uh, you know, fishing in and reeling in the emotionally, uh, I say, I think it's just emotionally unstable, right? And uh, how do we fix this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing, we're going to make it worse with more gun control. And you asked me that earlier, is you got, does gun control work? And anytime you study an area with high gun control or straight up bans, crime, crime 
when the crime, ha- if somebody's going to murder, they're going to murder. If, if they're going to commit a crime where an assault happens, they're going to do it. And what's what's funny is the crime scenes, m- m- absent a murder, absent a gun crime scene is is even more horrific than than some of the gunshot crime scenes that I've I've had to study and see. So there's a, another layer of psychological abuse right there. Um, gun control is going to make everything worse because the more laws that you have to sit and worry about that you're violating, think about the level of anxiety that you're going to live under. Freedom in this country is an illusion. We live under thousands of laws, thousands upon thousands. Whether they're enforced or not is up to the enforcement's choice. Gun but, control laws on top of that. We have plenty right. already. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of even having a gun? It's not going to take away the problem. The Constitution says we have the right to bear arms. So you take away the guns, people will get creative and create. I mean, look, my grandfather had a farm. You know how they kill cows? It isn't a gun. It's this air pressure device that, like, you know, shoots a metal pole through there. People will use whatever they want to use to terrorize another person if that is what their mind is made up on it's not the us to they can go to target and buy up every single knife yeah correct and and it bothers me because people think um it's a looney toony argument uh securing schools and i don't really think this is a crazy idea because the the reality is when we are doing concerts when we're doing uh, you know the airports banks jewelry stores government officials celebrities execs uh they all have armed security and i have no problem if a teacher wants to arm herself or himself and go get training like set up some type of arrangement where they can get some complimentary training if they're a teacher and they have a gun rather than being a sacrificial lamb I don't really have a problem with this, let alone tons of other protocols. Like, have you seen that video of the school in Indiana where it's like all the staff, they just start pulling out their pistols. This is a 45, this is a 45. And then they show all the protocols. Like if something pops off, they have like an alarm they could push on their necklace. They go to a certain line where it's out of visibility from the door. They all tip their desks. And then there's cameras that are linked straight with the department down the street. I mean, granted. You can't always rely on the cops, even more reason for a gun. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, there are protocols that you should be doing anyway. And the idea of one way entry, I I mean, aren't these good ideas? Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but gun training is should be a must anyway. You know, I do agree with that. I'm not too upset about them wanting to change it to 21 years old. You know, that's like, I get it. Um, But everything else is just kind of ridiculous. but gun training and gun safety, you know, I'm a firearm owner. I took a gun training and safety class. And then I took more classes just to learn how to be more tactical, which keeps you safe. So, you know, should teachers be able to carry in the school? Absolutely. It's their own personal Second Amendment right to carry wherever they want to. Correct. Um, the problem is you have like here in Florida, it's actually legal for them to do so, but then you have school boards on the local level that do not allow them and then they get afraid to lose their job, you know? So there's a, you can make this stuff legal federally, but 
as a congressperson, how much are you reaching out to the state level people and working with them to make sure that, you know, that they're, they're happy too, you know, and working together because, you know, a lot of this local stuff gets covered up. I mean, you never hear about it up the train to, to federal. And the more that the people keep making noise, the more we'll be able to make sure that everything does turn out okay in the end, but constantly adding on more and more restrictions you know, it's going to make things worse. People are going to get angrier. We're going to cause a boil over, a bubble effect. And, you know, next thing you know, we're going to wake up one morning in suburban streets. It's going to be a civil war over this, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it gets out of hand, I, I think the idea that people think that we're crazy because we're just cautionary about potential uh, tyrannical government, potential criminal elements, potential anarchy, right? These things have happened in our country already. And I intend to do some rants about that, like the Battle of Athens in Tennessee, um, you know, even in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, shit got crazy. The riots from LA to Detroit, I mean, the whole 2020 BLM crap. I mean, for all that's this is why we had a huge increase and gun purchases, because people are afraid that this could potentially happen. And to think that it can never happen is naive. I might as well, I'd rather be safe than sorry. You have to ignore those people. You have to understand that they're sheep. And um, sheep are much happier with the regulations, with all these things that, because they're bubble wrapped. It's like wrapping bubble wrap around every limb. They, to them, it feels safer because they don't have the courage to pull a trigger on another person. And when you realize that psychologically about them, it changes your perspective on how you talk to them. If you don't want to buy a gun, you don't have to buy a gun. Mm -hmm. That's your, that's your destiny, however life plays out for you. But those of us that are fighting for those second amendment rights do want to carry guns, not because we're wolves or we're bad people. They're sheep. They're all wolves that prey on the sheep. But those of us that want to protect our Second Amendment rights, we're like the sheep dogs, right? We're the ones keeping the flock safe. So you kind of have to like ignore all that that they throw our way. Just yeah. kind of not pity them, but you almost kind of take Jesus' perspective on them because not everybody has the capability of understanding the bigger picture, you know? Yeah. And it's the reality, too. I mean, criminals are gonna find ways to do it on their own and it reminds me like it's the argument like let's just say hypothetically they want to just ban all guns in a snap of a finger it's no different yep. than the prohibition and then they use this argument with abortions right well they're just going to be done illegally and i'm just thinking like can we use that same exact logic for guns like because that is more likely there's a, a most of the crime is done with illegal guns Right. And this whole ghost guns thing, bump stocks, assault weapons. So they're not only are they sheep, but then they're being led by certain left wing politicians that know better. They know these things. Um, all this verbiage is straight up out of fear. And like the idea, right. the, whole, the whole assault rifle thing, people will probably think to this day that AR 15 means assault rifle and that it shoots like an automatic, like it's fucking Rambo or something but it's armalite armalite rifle semi-automatic i pull the trigger one time one bullet comes out i think if most people got a little bit more educated they might see things a little bit differently and 
become sheepdogs. <laughs> right. Ready to fight the wolves. Right. So, you know, I think people don't have a lot of experience with guns and that's part of like their, this whole thing, you know, because a lot of these, you know, AR-15s and other semi-automatic rifles, they shoot the same caliber weapons. I mean, same caliber um, ammunition as, as handguns. And, you know, Biden's over here, or Matthew McConaughey's over here talking about how bodies are ripped in half and hollow and everything. But I've seen handguns, I've seen a 45 pistol do the same thing. Yeah, they're designed Not to destroy human tissue. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so education is key, for sure. Education is key. But, you know, going back to the assault rifle thing, it's definitely, it's, it's just fear triggering words. It's just fear triggering words. They know exactly what they're doing. They know, just like we know, there's no such thing. But even if, I want to make a point here, even if we could purchase machine guns, you know, pull the trigger down and they just hold it down and the bullets just fly out for anybody who doesn't, you know, understand yep. exactly what I'm talking about. Even if you wanted to purchase a cannon, mm -hmm. okay, a bazooka, let me point something out about the way the Second Amendment was Second Amendment was written. If you look at it from a legal term, the right to bear arms, arms is a very broad word. Mm -hmm. Arms is very broad, and that's done on purpose because if the whole point of having that Second Amendment to prevent a tyrannical government is there. Well, the reason it was written that way is so that we can have equal power arms that the government has. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, it should be legal to purchase whatever caliber, whatever capacity, at whatever speed, firearm that you would like because if they were to deploy the army onto us we need to have a fair shot yeah and and so yeah. the people that argue against this they think it's ludicrous because it's like so what you're gonna have nukes you're gonna have tanks you're gonna have this and yeah. it's like and it's like well for me it's i don't even think the government will literally come and nuke their own people and start carpet bombing when we think right. tyranny, it's going to be right. it's going to be Gestapo style, and it just makes it that much harder for them to be Gestapo style if they know yeah. that there is an armed citizenry out there, and we aren't just armed; like we are armed, like four hundred million. And so, if just if we're just basing the rates right off gun ownership, like you would know that there's a problem. But if you actually compare it without cherry picking. Um, mm -hmm you know, per capita, we're definitely not even, we're like right in the middle of the pack or like 12th or something in the, in the world. Right. But right. they always base it off of just like, Oh, total population. We're right up there. And right. one other, one other country's right in front of us. I think it's like Brazil or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the fact of the matter is like, um, do I think it's even reasonable that every person has a nuke? No, it's never going to happen. Uh, nor have a tank or whatever like an ar-15 i think is like i think we've already compromised right and so yeah. and then the fact again that it's such an anomaly it makes me wonder why it's such a target right it, it, 360 something from it right and all the rest of the 
homicides are predominantly from handguns in the inner city specifically, which right. nobody wants to try and fix that shit up. Uh, yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't want those root causes and then also suicides, right? Because it would, it would demand, that would affect, think about all these Democrat repo, uh, representatives in office, you know, they're from a lot of these inner cities. So that would, if they were to actually acknowledge the real issue, that means going into those inner cities during campaign season and having hard, real conversations. Mm-hmm. and they're afraid to piss people off they're afraid to go in there and actually say how can we help our community really how can we really fix these problems they want to pander you know because the emotions gets them the donations um but you know things are what they are i mean it is what it is there's nothing we can really do about the fact that they're always going to try to do this um i think we just really, really, really need to get people in office that understand that that Second Amendment is one of the most important amendments, not just because of a tyrannical government. For the most part, um, American people are good, but there are bad people around. Yeah. And criminals do not follow laws. They just don't. And it's right. more, more likely that your house will get broken into than the United States government turning on you and you right. have to way to defend yourself and your children, you know, and I can tell you, I don't care what laws get passed. I'm not giving my guns up. Yeah. What, bury it in the backyard. Right. And, and so with that being said, it's like, I'm not against that whatsoever. It is the great equalizer, right? Some, some guy can be twice your size and, mm-hmm. and just have a crowbar you're done but you have a gun all of a sudden things shift and we're not even thinking like the preventative standpoint so i tell people all the time like go tell your leftist friend go put a sign outside of their house saying this is a gun-free home Uh, would you do it (laughs) probably not because you're basically just hey no guns are here and now now the criminal has to question his mortality right the consequences of potentially being shot sway him from going somewhere else and doing yep. something else and so all these mass shootings this is a coincidence you know that stupid fucking facebook posts where they just list all the schools yeah. like 90 percent of them are all in gun free zones exactly and it's like yep. i always i always want to be like how many of Perfect. those are ran in democrat cities or in just gun restricted areas already like what more do we need it's always more it's always more it's always more right they you know they just need to honestly address the root issue there is a serious where there is poverty or economic strain there is so much misbehavior and uh just a, a spirit of of frustration and anger and people will they're human beings they're it's going to come out and, you know think about back when we were in school when you're basically the same age group as me think about when we were in school the reason why nobody needed to carry guns in school is because people didn't really want to hurt children. Most people like were real protective of children. But now society, you know, look at what they're doing with children, putting drag queens named Jizz in, in middle schools. They don't care about the kids. Yeah. And I think the more society has drifted away from 
believing in God or a divine or a source or a creator, you know, and really just absorbing this um, atheist belief system, um, the worse we're getting, you know, and so instances are happening, whether I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with the school stuff, but it is happening. Um, but there's a reason for it. I mean, if you're going in and, and shooting kids, there's a serious psychological problem. And I think that spirit is the solution to a lot of, of these things. We have to go back to a society that is comfortable talking about spiritual topics. I mean, the words psych, uh, psych, psychology, psychological, psyche, the word psych in Greek, it, it means spirit. So it is, the, it is the part of you that is connected to um, the divine source, the universal com moral compass that exists from God, it's God himself. If we can be more comfortable talking about that, regardless of what religion you are, a lot of these things, we could actually sit at a table together, Democrat or Republican, because at the, at the, at the base of it, you're both God-fearing or spiritual. See what I mean? Yeah. And to piggyback on that, I think it really does jump into identity politics. Um, sure enough, we see it again. It's like anyone who's gun-toting, they just automatically get conflated as these church-going hillbillies who voted for Trump from the South and only white people own mm -hmm. guns. And you heard that mm -hmm. bullshit from Joy, uh, Joy Behar, right? Have you heard yeah. that? But she's white. I'm like, do you? Then I guess you have a gun. Let me see your guns. Man, I mean, she has white skin. Yeah, and and it's just she's so blatantly racist. Like it, it, that's the most racist statement like could be said. Like, well, once I, black once black people start owning guns, they're gonna start restricting again. And it's like black I, people have been owning guns. <laughs> I, I wish she had said that to me. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to get in a position where I do have a bigger platform, where I do have some power, where I do have some pull. And I can talk to these people because like I said, logic set aside, just treat them like they're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. All only white people have guns, let, let me see yours. But my only response to her would have been, oh really? So which ones do you have? With yeah. a smile on her face. And then what do they do? Yeah, and, it, and that's what I'm saying. She's like contradicting herself on top of that. It's such a contradiction. And Isn't don't worry, so one, one day you'll be there. I want to get on Trevor Noah's show. That guy drives me crazy. Um, I, I know. He, he drives me crazy. But I follow these people because I have to. <laughs> Same. Um, he drives me crazy because, you know, just especially like he's from a similar, you know, racial background as me. And so the things that he says really just light me up. And going back to the Joy Behar thing, like don't black people don't don't have guns. Well, you've obviously never been in a black community because, and I have, I've been in both. I grew up, my dad's white. I grew up in the hills of Georgia, poor in in where blacks and whites were equally poor. And then I moved to to the hood, and in both places they had guns because you know why blacks and whites are equally poor together that is why and so you obviously have no idea what you're talking about in your elevated little california hollywood bubble um 
but you can't respond to them with logic. You have to treat them like they're right and make them walk the walk and watch them melt down from there. And that's the only way you can you can conquer the left. That's the only way because yeah. arguing. And then does- like even the history of it too, right? Um, you know, I think it was Sonny Austin who said some snarky comment right after like, she's right, she's right. The Black Panthers, the Black Panthers. And it's like, in 1967, the Black Panthers literally walked up into that capital in California with loaded guns to Absolutely. to to use to use their Second Amendment right. So it's yes. like, which is it, huh? You want them to be armed? You want them to not be armed? And then this black woman who's a conservative on there, like, let's just face the facts. Like, the only reason you're upset right now is because she's not aligning with your ideology because you're fucking mm-hmm. racist. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that she they they really are she it's it's funny because I've watched over the last six years a new form of racism rising and it's racism against whites I mean yeah. and it's whites being racist to whites and blacks being racist to whites yeah, and yeah. somehow this is okay <laughs> no exactly and and that's the thing it's like when you play identity politics you kind of have no choice but to kind of play it back because they will always say, well, only blacks do this and only whites will do that. And someone who disagrees will have to say, well, well, look at this black person. They, they agree with what I'm saying. Look at this white person. They don't agree with what I'm saying. So riddle me that, right? So you have to play it back and, mm-hmm. and completely just- like, You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You know, if you, it's not okay to be racist towards whites just because blacks experienced slavery and my great grandmother was was brought over on a pirate ship from the islands so i mean to the islands from africa so you know i of anybody understand exactly what it all means but at the same time if we're being constitutional look at the first amendment if blm is allowed to protest then so can the kkk right and you can't be have it both ways because then you, you become the tyrannical it absolutely and you know no it doesn't sound pretty do i want to hear what the kkk has to say do i want to hear what blm has to say no none of it but it's their first amendment right mm-hmm. um what's not okay is burning cities down harming other people murdering people you yeah. know beating up on the cops the cops beating up on you and you have to be able to have personal accountability and that's what's lacking people do not have personal accountability yeah and that goes back to that philosophical stuff on blaming things on society or trying to get down to the real nitty-gritty of personal responsibility um and so yeah just to piggyback off of the diversity component um that documentary i'm going to dive into it with my next episode but they extrapolate on you know this gay parade where they're called the pink pistols and they're out there with the the gun rights and all that and then you got women you got so basically all races ages young and old disabled those guys in wheelchairs that are out there with guns it's like all these people they're for guns but they're not just automatically left wing right And so the fact of the matter is this idea that only white people are armed. And if anyone else gets armed, now they're going to be for gun restrictions. I think it's just a bunch of frigging nonsense. Um, I 
lot of the people on the left that are 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 very pro 2a really need to start speaking up you know it's going to get to a point like a bubble over point just like what's going on with the lgbt community how bad and how extreme they've gotten that now lgbtq people are starting to speak up and say i'm not okay with what's going on like this is crossing a line you know especially with the children and it's going to get pretty bad before we join forces you know mm -hmm. the regular human beings a regular democrat across your street you know and you of our republican you're going to join forces eventually i think it's going to happen but i think it's going to get pretty bad before before that it before it does yeah and it's just disappointing because overall we see these politicians and these pundits just absolutely not know what they're talking about. Um, you know, we already went over the AR-15 nonsense, uh, AOC, and, and just understanding of the Second Amendment alone, AOC said some shit about, you know, the word regulation is in the Second Amendment, which means like, it needs to be regulated, but she doesn't understand. It's not meaning that the government regulates it. It means that the people regulate the militia, have it well organized. And if you just dial it into Google, it'll clarify for you what it means. But AOC is so out of line and just I wish dumb. I could have been right there with her when she said that. I Yeah, it does say right. You're absolutely right. It says regulated. What does it say regulated about? What noun is the is the adjective talking about? Do, wait, do you understand? Wait, before I before you answer, I want to make sure you understand what a noun and adjective is because you are a, a district with a low um, reading level. So I just want to make sure you do understand. Oh, good, you do understand. Perfect. So yes, it says regulated militia. Does it say regulated guns or regulated militia? Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is they, they, they for some reason, keep pairing militia with the government. It, it, they were as clear as day on what it meant and it didn't it doesn't take much research to do it so it's like you're either extremely naive or you're extremely deceitful i'm having a tough time but the deceitful <laughs> i'm kind of working for but aoc sometimes sounds like a moron to me and people can hate me for saying that they could hate me for saying that maybe we're polarizing figures right now for clowning on her but i don't know i don't see any giving from her side no She's a pretty girl. They put in office because they knew that the youth would follow her. You know, it's it's sad but true. And then there's plenty of other politicians that do the same exact thing. And so we talked about Matthew McConaughey. He jumped in this idea that celebrities could just say whatever the hell they want. People are just going to follow suit. Um, he says, "quote We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age." We need a waiting period and we need red flags, red flag laws. Um, number one, we already have background checks. They've been, Correct. they've been mandatory since the Brady bill in 1993 Correct. and it's illegal for gun stores to not do a background check. So right off the bat, that's wrong. Um, you know, raising the age to 21 is not the biggest thing for me either, but at the same time, if you're asking someone to join the military at 18, or um, other decisions that are at 18 years old. It's like, I think you can exercise your second amendment right even at 18 years old. Um, I think that that it's a little different with the military. I think that they should still, you know, let's say we were to raise the purchase, you know, age to 21. I think they still should be able to join at 18 because in the military, 
you are being supervised and highly trained to operate a killing device. Mm -hmm. So you're set aside from the normal population. So you should be allowed at 17 or 18 if you're in the military. That's fine. That's great. That's that that shouldn't even to me. Not that you don't have a point because you do have a point. But to me, it's kind of not comparable because right now you can go at 18 and purchase a weapon without any sort of literacy, weapon literacy. You can just go get it. And that's legal. But, you know, do I encourage people to go and train first? Yes, because how many times have you seen someone shoot a, 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 a you know, a, a magnum and smack themselves in the face? Yeah. You know, so I mean, encouraging uh, the training is always there and recommended. Um, yeah. But what's un what's unfortunate is kids in like the inner cities or whatever, way below 18, waving pistols around and unfortunately killing each other, especially when we talk about statistics. They talk about and the parents <clears throat> got broken homes, low economic state. These kids are joining gangs to try to make money. They're robbing places, you know, whether you raise the, raise the age to 21, which I do as a psychologist, I can't say I'm opposed to it because of brain development, um, but an impulse control. Um, but it doesn't matter if you raise it because they're going to get it. They're going to get, these kids are going to get it. These kids get put in an environment where they almost have to get it because they're exposed to you know, other hard criminals, you know, yeah. so they're going to get it. So that's why I push um, gun training, no age limit, no age limit, make it free, you know, where, where, you know, places can't, you know, charge that's got to be on the, the gun range or whatever company's dime, just a, a person that will give you a free class on gun safety and, you know, how to just gun etiquette. You know how to clean it, how to operate it, how to so, train your senses. So, so I mean, it needs an attachment. Then, if you're going to be 18 and get it, you need to be required to do X, Y, and Z, right? You are adult 18, but I feel like it is a good idea to have some training because when you are put in a situation where you have to pull the trigger, okay, your body systems are in overdrive. Your adrenaline fight or flight. Right. And, you know, things can get real interesting just because of the chemicals. So I think it is a good idea. And also the problem solving skills, just, you know, making sure that someone who's under 21 understands, look, you're, you're a teenager. You may not be the best at making decisions. You know, are you a kind of person? You don't have to say they are, but I think that we should have more psychological conversations in a gun training class what kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that's quick to anger? You know, so that way, when they purchase it, they go home with a feeling of responsibility and accountability. You yeah, know? it's a very, that's a very Switzerland, like perspective of it. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what I mean, when I'm talking about Matthew McConaughey, it, I think it's just more verbiage to throw into the bill. I don't think the only reason it's in there is because of Uvalde, because it was someone who was young, right? But again, I don't think it solves the problem. And then the red flag laws are just blatantly constitutional. And so it, back to the point of Matthew McConaughey, they just bring these people 
that are because celebrities. Because what? people, I don't, you know, people say don't that, say that again. Because people idolize actors and sports players and musicians. They don't idolize politicians. They hate politicians. So this administration is very smart and very skilled at what they're doing because people idolize these people. So when they say something, they're going to just put their whole life savings on every, you know, bet their whole life savings on them. And I found his first half of his little speech there insulting because I felt like he was acting. It felt very insincere. Um, I felt like he did settle into it a little bit, uh, calm down with the theatrics, but he's in that for himself. You know, we saw he tried to run for governor and, you know, I think that he uh, wants to, he's thinking ahead and I think he, you know, he's showing who he's aligning with. So, you know, yeah. I think, you know, Hollywood actor, who knows, probably paid for that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And he's just kind of playing the game, how it goes. And, and so, yeah, let's get into it a little bit more. So the red flag laws, you know, my problem with those is who exactly is making the distinctions and who's enforcing them. And how are they going to work in the future exactly? You know, this idea of a universal background check, I'm just very skeptical of uh, for a myriad of reasons, but kind of jump into a little bit of this, you know, what's your thoughts on the red flag laws? And, you know, do you share the same concerns that I have in regards to who's setting the parameters, what parameters exactly? Um, to me, these things seem pretty important to me and they're, they're just more boiling frog maneuvers to just essentially take away the damn guns i am completely against red flag laws because looking at it from a psychological standpoint say you've got a woman who is a victim of domestic violence right and she wants to buy a gun because she wants to protect herself from whatever ex crazy guy right you know he could very easily oh i know that she's on xyz medication for her PTSD or her anxiety or blah, blah, blah. Very easily call and report her as unsafe to the public and then she could never get a gun again, you know, it, or they take her gun away. Mm-hmm. And then that's the perfect time for him to make his move or her, whatever, with the abusive partner. You know, so that is way, again, too much that will cause a bigger problem. Um, who who can define who can define whether a person you know that you're getting into medical stuff when with red flag laws and if somebody's too crazy you know you you can have doctors disagree with each other you can have psychologists that disagree with each other it gets too complicated and too much but at the end of the day this is america you have a right to go do something stupid you have a right to go do something bad you cannot handcuff people you can't gridlock people because they might do something bad. You deal with it after they do something bad. Because a lot of times there's people you think may do something bad and really honestly wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. And that's the problem, I think, especially with his Uvalde. Like if he he did a background check to get those weapons, I mean, he had a clean record. Um how do you predict those that have clean records that just flip the script and go? I mean, it's it's almost, it's impreventable. 
right? <laughs> it's just another it's just they're adding layer especially with this new bill they're adding layer after layer because they can't say it's illegal to have a gun because of the constitution they can't do it correct so they're adding layer after layer after layer to will eventually there's so many laws that you're just like well fuck it i mean i'm not i don't want to i don't want to deal with this i'm gonna end up in jail for some small minor thing that i did mm-hmm. involving a gun yeah, it's true. And uh, it, to me, these are just prime examples of just that I really don't think I, I think it's a bunch of foo-foo that they're trying to ride on into the midterms, um, really take advantage of people and their emotions. Because when I was in Mexico, everyone was just posting about it. We need to do something. We need to do something. And then the, the, the Democrats, they just love riding it. I, I forget who the hell the guy was. Murphy's like what do we do we need to do something he's almost on the verge of tears or whatever it's just acting they it's like do something uh you hold the criminals accountable you hold them accountable you've got the guy who shot Ashley Babbitt on January 6th 6th, walking free yeah that's what we need to do we need to hold people like that accountable that's how you stop the problem you Mm -hmm. don't stop everyone else from being able to commit a crime you hold the criminals accountable every time, every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, we see the murder spikes in these, uh, let's just call it what it is, is Democrat cities, the spikes in crime, uh, murder, murder spikes. And it's Seattle, 74%, New Orleans, 61%, Atlanta, 57 Chicago, 55%. And it yep. just go, it goes on from there. It, it's all dramatic increases. And we hear these mass shootings, right? Uh, the Memorial Day weekend in Chicago is horrific, right? 50 shot and like 10 killed. Uh, we see mass shootings. I did a little video about Sacramento, Baltimore. I can't yeah. even keep up. Uh, Philly, <laughs> even, even Tennessee. And it's like, again, strictest gun laws in place, mass shootings, is yep. Joe Bi- is Joe Biden going to visit these places, or is Buffalo just politically convenient as always? Joe Biden is geriatric, and shame on his wife for letting him go into office. That's Very, what I about that. Shame on that wife. Absolutely, because if that was my husband, I'd have been like, "Honey, I'm sorry, I love you, but <laughs> no, it's too late, honey. I'm you just." It's you all keep, done. <laughs> you keep starting a thought and starting a new one before you even finish the first one. So, you know. But let's, not- but, but let's keep it 100. If it was <laughs> if it was Obama, if it was Hillary Clinton, they'd do the same fucking thing. They aren't going to uh, Waukesha where the dude runs over people deliberately, right? right. They're not going to go over there, but they're going to hit up Buffalo really quick because it's a white guy with a gun. This is one of the things that bugs me the most, how they'll blame the cop if he pulls the trigger. They blame the white guy if he pulls the trigger plus the gun. But somehow, some way, if it's some black supremacist or if it's that inner city crime, they never want to go there. They go to the gun. It's it's those inconsistencies that really just push me right over to the right, honestly. And And so now that we know, no matter, I mean, Joe Biden is just our shitty puppet president now but Mm -hmm. in all honesty it's the ideology and the democrats like what's your thoughts if it was obama it'd be the same thing so why is that 
Well, it's just the next step to um, the new world order. I mean, this is what's been, I mentioned, <laughs> I, I mentioned my great grandpa, uh, great, great uncle uh, at the beginning, you know, and, you know, when you, when, when I dug into him and every, everything that was going on during that, you know, they, they've been, pl- they've been planning this um, from the start. I mean, that's basically what slavery was. That's what it was about, um, was subduing, you know, they, if they could have done that to the whole world, they would have, the elites. It had nothing to do with white or black because there were, you know, blacks selling blacks as slaves. There's Indians selling Indians as slaves, Irish selling Irish as slaves. This was about, this was about the elites um, controlling the population of the planet, controlling, you know, go back, go back to, you know, Bible times. It's been happening since then. They want populations of people that are zombified because you become a worker bee and then you control the population of bees um, based on resources and then who gets the best resources so if you just kind of look at all this from a darwinian perspective because obviously these people are not godly people if you look at it from their perspective this is just the next step and probably one of the most complicated steps in making that happen because these people really believe that they really need to reduce the amount of just people alive number one um but you have to dumb down a population you have to lower intelligence that's the first step they started in the schools lowering educational quality you know and then you work your way up dividing us civilly race against race gender against gender um and then and then you have to disarm them and you know the biggest mistake we can make is removing culture from history removing so what a slave owner statue is standing there and when i look at him and i go oh that was a slave owner that reminds me of the values that we stand for how far we've come the progress we've made if you do not keep um aunt jemima and uncle ben and all that in the forefront of our minds not only are we forgetting um, the atrocities that happened because two, three generations later, we, they, nobody remembers, nobody's talking about it, but you're also not even celebrating the culture itself. So what that there's Aunt Jemima on us here. As a black woman, I loved it. It's, a, it's, it's honor to, a, it, to the black race. It is a woman, whether she was real or not, now, it, it was it's a crazy story actually um let me see if i could find it go ahead well, people say oh she's not you know that fight even that so what i'm saying is they removed every single ethnic person except for the white guy the quaker white guy yeah yeah isn't that ironic yeah so to me this is a celebration of my culture having a black woman's face every day in your pantry at the grocery store a black man says that's a good thing so you know this is all about just division beating you down you can't identify what is what is fact what is fiction what is real what is trustworthy who is safe they've taught us to judge each other they've taught us to isolate through covid They've taught so many things, which are all textbook cult. I mean, I've got three books up here on my bookshelf on cult structure. 
mean, all this is a mathematical process and it's all by design. Um, and you just got to get people in office that, that understand it. But for me, I, I, I've experienced it. I grew up in a cult. I, I can spot this stuff so fast, but why is that important as a representative? Because if I was unable to do my own religious brainwash, which is very similar, politics and religion can operate very much the same way. I'm not talking about spirituality, I'm talking about religion. If, if I can find a way to allow my critical voice to stay alive to the point to push me into doing research, to the point to push me of being okay with being uncomfortable, to the point of moving me to action and exiting a toxic environment, then I know how to lead a, a country of people to do the same thing. Because when I got out of that religion, I was part of an activism group that helped people getting out of it, that gave them a place to go, that helped them reform their re entire perception of reality. So this is the same thing I wanna do in office is stop the government from trying to ruin humanity and enable people to take the power back to control the government you know from a healthy place from that way they can trust their representatives you know and that takes having a representative that has not just intelligence but smarts they're, they're not the same thing you know um a representative that that is willing to suffer for the right thing because everybody goes up there they get in with their famous friends and their powerful friends and their rich friends and they forget what it's like to be a normal person what their what their purpose is there right and i think that's important to note we don't trust these politicians so wrap that back around to the original question why is joe biden going to these specific events it makes me lose trust in these <laughs> political figures and i think that's what happened with obama uh people trusted him in the beginning right first black president he's put together um like, like talkers great Ooh. talker you know and then actions speak louder than words uh, mm -hmm. The people, the people notice this, and this is why he dropped so significantly on his second election. He lost the two and a half million votes. I don't think that was by accident, and I think we just lost trust in these politicians. And so, what's important for you, like at least my advice as someone who would vote for somebody and a donator, um, you just, <laughs> you just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. I think that goes a long way. You're always going to have somebody who's going to disagree with you. Shit, Absolutely. there's going to be plenty of people who listen to this and think we're both morons. And that's okay. That's the way it goes, right? Uh, but standing by your values and then when the world really starts to turn into this insanity world that it is becoming, you know, people mm -hmm. like us all of a sudden start to seem a little bit more sane. And not that we're by any means special or superior but you know there's some type of gift that we have right now where we're able to at least sift through the madness and the noise right 
Uh, I think if we're blessed enough to be able to see, hear, and think, you know, that is a blessing. Uh, I did stumble upon that Aunt Jemima stuff. Uh, her given name was Nancy Green. Uh, true success story, born a slave, Montgomery yes. County in Kentucky and became a wealthy superstar yes. in the advertising world. Yeah. Um, and you'll never know about her again because it got removed due, yes. to, due to wokeness. And I fucking hate that shit. That I, shit say, drives me crazy, man. It broke my heart. It broke my heart when that happened because I was like, this is a celebration of a success story. You know, like a major success story, which gives so much hope to so many other little girls um, that grew up in the hood or maybe moved out of the hood into white suburban area where they've maybe never had contact, which was, you know, never had contact with a black person in, in suffer. Let me tell you something. My, my years in middle school sucked because, and I'm not even that, I'm light, okay? I was one of three um you know people of color and the the other two were mexican and i got treated like shit because i just didn't know what i was so to see that you should honor that you should celebrate that because it gives other people hope that nothing can stop you if you don't believe it can yeah and I think that's where I kind of resonate to. Maybe we talked about this last time. I don't know, but uh, didn't really think much about all this crap, but BLM just made me really focus so much on race that it bothered me. I was just like, I, I just never was like this. I, I didn't care. Like you could be black, yeah. black, white, candy stripe, gay, straight, whatever. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Woman, you know, I, I've met a lot of women who are shitload smarter than me. I've met a lot of black people who are shitload smarter than me and have more money than me. Like what happened? What did they do? I wanted to study people that were so stereotypically categorized and put in this box. And then whenever I talk to people on the left, it's like, shut up, Travis, you don't know anything because you're white. And I'm just like, really? Like, uh, this is this is new to me. Like, interesting. I did not have a red carpet at all throughout my life. And whenever I say that, it's it's still racist. No matter what I say, it's racist. Just, you just need to, it, that is the conundrum of it. You know, they are going to be less inclined because of them believing you don't know how to relate to their experience. But as long as you keep talking to them in a way that, shows your character you know about who you they, they do start to listen so it's it's um unfortunate that we've gotten to a place where we have black women getting on instagram ranting while brushing their hair about um i have a question for you white people this girl i watched last night I have a question for you white people do you ask your grandparents if they ever lynched a black person or if they were ever you know, wicked to a black person. And I'm just going, this is really sad because you really need to get over it. Here's why. Um, do any of you even give a shit about your great grandparents? Number one, are they alive? And if they are alive, are you that close to them really? So why are you acting like you care so much personally about something that happened dec um, centuries ago um 
when you yourself are filming this question in a fancy, beautiful bathroom. And what I can tell you, most of these people screaming racism have not experienced true racism. I have, and it don't look that petty. It's real racism is ugly and everyone in the room knows it, sees it, feels it, it penetrates you to your bones. Yeah. What's happening now is not real racism. This ain't, there's bias, there's partialness. That's never gonna go away. We're tribal creatures. It's never gonna go away. True racism, you gotta, you gotta really, for me to get behind a black movement about racism, it's gotta really be on the up and up. I mean, it really has to be on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, cause that's what, you know, they all fought for and went through. And right. I could only imagine what it's like when you know, we go back to the, the guns in history for, for blacks once they fought in the North, they got to take a gun home because they knew they were coming back to some serious hostile territory. I can only imagine really? what it's like to actually live with KKK exactly. uh, really screwing with you. And I can only imagine. And, you know, white people got hung, too, because they were just like, fuck this shit. Harboring and, yeah. black people, helping them. Yeah. You know, and, why and, don't we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's just ironic, too, that we could always make those connections to the Democrat Party, but we don't want to tear down the Democrat Party. We want to tear down those bad Confederate statues, right? Um, and so it's the hypocrisy over and over again. And I think the racism, too, just really pushed me over the fence, made me fall to the right. And then this gun control thing, again, just made that's, me open my eyes even more, right? That's why. We can never, ever, 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 ever compromise on. I mean, you, you, re every American needs to sit and think right now. Where do I stand on this? Because that's going to be, that's going to be the one. Yeah, I mean, and people can call me a crazy extremist or an alarmist, um, but honestly, we go through the Gun Control Hall of Fame. Stalin did it, nineteen twenty nine. 20 million dead murdered Pol Pot 1956 2 million Hitler 1938 murdered 13 million Mao 1935 murdered 20 million plenty more examples but people are like oh Travis it's never gonna get that bad I'm like you don't know you don't if, know if I, you, I, <laughs> if you science which these liberals claim they do I would hope they're educated into quantum physics because what quantum physics explains is that if it happened once, it will happen again. And it's also happening at the same time. There we go. And so, I mean, for the most part, I, I just have no problem just not taking any steps in that direction. Just better, <laughs> better safe than sorry, in my opinion. And so people can call me extremists all you want. But if I know there's a bunch of man-eating white, uh, great white sharks in the ocean right there, uh, let's just keep people's feet out of the water okay just to be sure right and I, I just think it's ridiculous and so i wanted to touch base on one last little topic before we uh wrap this up it's this idea that they think we're looney toony because of the good because my name's luna so I oh yeah you're definitely you're definitely looney toony yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drink the kraken so so that's a qualifier in itself 
yes. And then eight, and then eight, eighteen hundred is your backup. Yeah, you're Looney Tooney. Okay. Eighteen eighty. Uh, um, no, no, no. This is like a two hundred. This is like two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of rum. This is the this not eighteen eighty. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said you were drinking eighteen hundred tequila. No, eighteen eighty. Um, on Ye on Yeho rum. Ah. Um, I forgot the brand, but it starts with a B. But is this because this is the stuff you you know with a cigar? Right. I took a shot of rum in Miami. I'm never doing that again. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, my family's from the island, so you know. Cheers. Cheers. Um, okay, so. We like our. Rum. They they think they they think we're Looney Tooney because of this good guy with a gun mentality. Um, okay. No coverage, or if anything, bare minimum of that West Virginian woman who shot that dude with an AR-15. He happened to be black. She um, was too. Huh? Yeah, she was black. Yeah, she was black too. And so saved- Start a second. <laughs> saved, saved fucking lives. There you have it. That's an example. But then also when I dig deeper, millions per year use guns to defend themselves. Millions. So when Matthew McConaughey and all these- House representatives that are passing this bill, do they ever consider the potential consequences of that number being fucked with? As in, okay, if we start really restricting, restricting, worst case banning these millions of people who defend themselves and save lives, what if that gets cut in half? What about those lives in between there, that difference? Do they ever think of this? I mean, I'm a big fan of this good guy mentality. I, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's meaningless to them. It's it's meaningless to them. I, you know, with this new bill, um, HR seven nine, um, yes, yeah. You know, they're they're they title the bills the way they title them on purpose because it, it implants an idea in your head on what it's about and protecting the kids, right? And when you're delivered a bill in Congress the night before and it's 3,000 pages long, you know, you wonder how many of them really actually read it. So, you know, they see the the title, they go through, look at a few subheadings, and then they sign, right? right. So this bill, you know, everybody, oh my gosh, they all were like, yes, put my name on the dotted line. Buried into it is how it's illegal to, they're criminalizing disassembling your firearm and cleaning it without a manufacturer license and when i found that out i was like oh fuck that i just like well i'm <laughs> gonna do i'm gonna do exactly that right now and i well, literally I, I, I saw your license it looked pretty impressive <laughs> yeah i use good crayons for that <laughs> <laughs> um but you know through after i posted that video a lot of people are asking me like what's the purpose of this or why or how are they going to enforce this and it's like so that when you do get arrested for whatever XYZ gun crime, say you are defending yourself and they can't prove that, it's just another layer for them to book you on something and make your life a living hell. That's all it's for. Mm -hmm. But I'm urging people to go have gun cleaning parties. Like we need to protest this. Like everybody needs to take their guns to the Capitol, sit there and clean them peacefully, clean them, responsibly clean them, you know, and I, and, and we all need to call our senators and make sure that our senators, senators shoot this down. 
it's not that I, not I feel like they will I mean just for the simple fact that it, this is a tactic that they have thousands of pages right or what have you even if it's hundreds it's ridiculous and they just slam it on you the night before it's an Al Capone type style law you know they couldn't get him for all the murders so they got him on tax evasion that that's that's what it's it's for you know mm -hmm. so hopefully hopefully the senate <laughs> will shoot it down you know it's not that protecting our kids aren't important but you know you can have an you can have a great written bill and i think what's really important for anybody running or anybody going in and every citizen you need to read these bills because you can have a great bill it all sounds wonderful and perfect except for two sentences in there and you may have to vote no do you have the balls to do it we got eight republicans that voted for it and is it 10 yeah, I got them right here. Fitzpatrick, Pennsylvania, Gonzalez and Turner from Ohio, Kissinger, Kissinger, whatever, hate him. He's from Illinois. Uh, Salazar from Florida. Yes. Um, Smith from New Jersey, Upton from Miami, and then Jacobs, Catco, and Maliotakis. I'm not sure who Maliotakis is, but then there's also a couple of Democrats who voted against it. Jared Golden from Maine and Kurt Schrader from Oregon. Random, but... Yeah, so whoever the hell is being represented by these individuals, I would take a big step back, like for real. And uh, you, you know, your representatives have the power to determine how happy you are in life, and you can't be a complacent zombie. You've got to be. You don't have to run for office, but you need to be informed, and you need to follow law and legislation. You need to pay attention because your life, your kids, your grandkids could live in i mean it, it it could only it it could take 20 years and we could be living in a north korea style type country you've got to care you have to care yeah so, and it's a myriad of things that contribute to this um i remember i did my minimum wage episode and i quote walter williams a lot and uh i remember someone messaged me and was like well, Travis, like, I see your point, but don't, don't make it seem like it's hell on earth or whatever. And I'm like, well, you're not living there. You don't know the consequences of these inner cities. And if they don't, and if the minimum wage does eliminate the potential for them to have a starting job, you know, think of the consequences, where do they go after that? Right? Absolutely. So the, the ramifications, and it's not just the minimum wage, it's like the welfare system and a bunch of other things, the school system, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a myriad of things put all in one. So as you said earlier, this is all very calculated. I'm having a tough time not seeing that, right? Especially as I do more digging and do more research, learn our history, learn the history of other countries around the world. Uh, I don't think it's too complicated to make an argument, let alone actually prove the point that this is actually occurring here. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, on that note, I mean, just wrap it up. I mean, I know uh, you got a shitload on your mind and you can go on for days, I'm sure. Uh, I... but, but, you know, just one more time, reiterate, like, you know, who you are, where you're running, where they could find more about you. And if you have a couple minutes to kind of say something to the audience uh, prior to departure. Yeah, so um, my name is Luna Lopez. I am running in the newly formed Florida 5, which is the previous Florida 4. So if you go to the FEC website, you'll still see Florida 4. If you look for, if you look me up, 
It'll show me in the old five. I'm running in the Jacksonville, greater Jacksonville area, Ponte Vedra, St. Augustine, Duval, and St. John's County. Um, my website is lunalopezforcongress.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Type in at Real Luna Lopez just to keep up on the, on the campaign. What I think about all the things happening as every day, there's always some new crazy circus act happening. Um, and I think the, you know, the thing I'd like to leave the viewers with is um, how important it is to, for you to get out and vote in your, in your primary and your general. Do not feel discouraged. Do not feel like it's not gonna matter because, because the election was stolen and rigged. Do it anyway, do it anyway. There's some states that have had dismal uh, numbers, you know, showing up, Republican voters just not showing up. And it, 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 if we let that get to us, we could really shoot ourselves in the foot. So um, on that note, it's important to say that the Democrats did not talk about that. They did not let their voter base believe that they, that they couldn't um, put their faith in the system. Because when we go to fix the election process, we need to make sure that people believe in it when it is fixed. So rigged or not, whatever your viewpoint is on it, you gotta go out and vote and rev everybody up around you, your friends, family, community to go vote. You gotta vote, you have to do it. You gotta do it. Couldn't agree more. All right, Luna Lopez, part two, been great. Got some nice <laughs> rum, nice rum. <laughs> And go watch, go follow her. She's fantastic to follow. A lot of great information and watch her clean her gun. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. awesome crayon licensing. Well, the, the reel only gave me 30 seconds, so I just had to disassemble real fast, but I think the point came across. <laughs> Looked perfect to me. All right. Thanks for coming again, Luna. We'll do this All again. Right. All right. Have a good one. Bye.